Welcome to the Councils of Real Estate's Top 10 in 10 podcast series. In these 10-minute episodes, we'll discuss one of the prevailing 2024 Top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm your host, Anthony Delapel, Global Chair of the Councils of Real Estate and a partner and shareholder in the law firm of McCurdy, Riskin, Olson, and Delapel in New Jersey. The Councils of Real Estate are trusted advisors finding solutions to complex real estate challenges. Experienced, innovative, and credentialed problem solvers, counselors reside in 22 countries, practice in many more, and offer expertise in 60 real estate disciplines across all asset classes. Each has earned the prestigious CRE designation. Our guest for this episode is Kathleen Rose, CRE, President and CEO of Rose Associates in Davidson, North Carolina. Kathleen is recognized for her expertise in land development, market analysis, economic development strategy, and consulting for the public, private, and institutional sectors. Kathleen was the subject matter expert for the number five issue in the compilation of the counselor's 2024 top 10 issues affecting real estate. That issue is the labor shortage. Where have all the workers gone? To review all the issues in this year's report, visit cre.org slash top 10. Welcome, Kathleen. Thank Pleasure you. to have you. Good to see you. Nice to see you as well. Well, I'm just going to jump right in. I have a few questions for you. Okay. Uh, let's start. Let's start with this. U.S. employers added 216,000 jobs in December, surpassing the expectations of most economists. Yet the labor force contracted by nearly 700,000 workers in the same period. Why the dichotomy? Well, it's interesting. It's important to note that uh, the dichotomy between the increase in jobs and the decrease in the labor participation rate is not uncommon. And it's actually um, been contracting since um, the workforce age, working age population. So the labor force participation is the working age population that's either employed or looking for employment. And that's been really shrinking since uh, the 70s um, in terms of where it is right now. And the trend is really a lot has to do with what we called the great resignation during the pandemic and, and all the things that followed that. So folks that are not in the labor force, that also includes a number of things like those that are retiring. And, you know, we've all heard about our aging population and folks are on that end of the spectrum in terms of retirement age, um, or they're unable to work or they're in school. Or another big factor that's really occurred is folks leaving the workforce due to childcare or elder care issues. Um, so that that has an important factor. So it's important to look not only at employment and unemployment rates, but the jobs added to the workforce. And it just depends on what sector you're talking about. So what we saw was added jobs, but it was only in certain sectors. Um, and I'll get into that in a little bit in a little bit. But um, the labor force shrunk in a lot of the same sectors where we're now seeing the growth happening. So we have to look at the overall trends in terms of where labor is growing and shrinking versus unemployment or employment rates. Where would you say that it's growing and where is it shrinking? 
Well, what we found was, for example, in the most recent uh, labor participation um, reports, we had for layoffs, um, the biggest was in professional and business services. And of course, we found that in the tech sector. Um, that had the biggest impact, really, because we saw um, about 120,000 people dismissed from jobs at Meta, Amazon, Netflix, et cetera. So the biggest one has been um, has been the tech sector, and that's in the professional and business services sector in terms of the industry. It's interesting to hear you talk about the great resignation because you can drive around any city, and at least in this country, and see that the buildings aren't being used the way that they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. We know that, right? We own, we have our own experiences about that. But is the is is the change in the workforce that used to occupy those buildings um, a change that recognizes that they're just not in the office as much? Or have they left those jobs? And if they have left, where are they going? They're not all retiring. They're not all going to take care of a child or an elderly parent. Uh, they're not all living off of uh, Social Security um, or, or other means. So uh, it just seems to me that if there are less people in certain sectors mm -hmm. of the economy, they have to end up somewhere. And I'm just not sure where that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, as we as we say, and when we're doing market analysis and market demand, jobs drive demand for real estate, right? So those shifts are starting to have impacted where we saw them, you know, again, the pandemic really just accelerated a lot of trends that are already happening. Obviously, the office sector, that's the biggest point of um, conversation now with it's really a combination of folks leaving the tech sector and just the, the remote work dynamic, which we talk about a lot and people are working from home. You also had, we had during the pandemic, an influx of people leaving corporate jobs and starting their own companies. So there has been an influx of startup businesses with folks just doing their own thing and hanging their own shingle, whether it be working from home or or elsewhere. So we talk about that the shift in office workers, um, they might've left the office, but they're working in a new office environment and it's called the second bedroom or the office in their home. Yeah, it's interesting because you know we know that labor markets will often lag the economy and uh, we've seen layoff announcements in uh, different businesses and different sectors, uh, including tech where there's growth right? <laughs> Which doesn't seem like it makes sense. But um, I'm just curious if you have any thoughts as to what the downstream implications are of the changes in the labor market for real estate. You've mentioned office. We all we all know that there are record vacancies around the country in office properties. And there's a transformation of that asset class that's occurring mm -hmm. now and maybe had just started. Any other thoughts as to um, the implications on the real estate market? Yeah, well, some of the other uh, in the most recent Jolt report uh, that was for December or November release um, that was released in December. That's the Bureau of Labor St Statistics. That's their job opening and labor uh, turnover report. And um, as mentioned, that the number one was uh, in terms of layoffs and discharges was in that professional business service, as we mentioned with tech. But the other that were interesting were healthcare and social workers. So we're seeing some shifts going on in the medical world um, with consolidations of 
medical facilities and hospitals. Some of the rural hospitals, particularly here in the Carolinas, are actually closing. Um, so we're seeing some shift going on in the healthcare industry, most certainly. The third largest was accommodation and food service, and that's the leisure and hospitality. So while we saw great layoffs, we also seen that's some of the areas where they are also hiring back. So, um, you know, that back to that dichotomy question of what's happening there. And then, of course, leisure and hospitality. So I think as the economy is shifting and folks are beginning to pull back on all of their leisure and travel and spending, we're going to see that impact things like the hotel market, et cetera. Of course, the changes in the dynamics of retail have been pretty obvious too with the online shopping and consolidation of many of the retailers closing stores, particularly in urban environments where you know they're seeing um, crime issues start to impact their operations and business. Shrinkage and loss, they call it, risk of loss. I'm, I'm curious about one other very important demographic here, and that is um, where population is increasing and decreasing. You, you, you're based in the Carolinas, yep. which have been reported to be growing in population. I'm based in the New York area, where people seem to be leaving and have been for quite some time. Yep. Um, employers are play, paying very close attention to these migration shifts with... Um, changes in the workforce going beyond demographics. Are there any other reasons that you can think of for this dislocation as it might affect um, population and the workforce? Yes, well, economic development organizations in, in certain states are very active in attracting companies to from New York, for example, to Florida, Texas, the Carolinas. Um, and a lot of that has to do um, with really a combination of things, Tony. It's a combination of the economies. Um, obviously, um, states that are, um, you know, in terms of labor, they're non-union labor uh, organizations. So that is impacting some of the uh, some of the transfers and relocations of companies, tax base and lower tax, corporate tax, et cetera. So it's really about cost. And the other piece is housing affordability, um, because many folks have moved and shifted from, you know, high tax and high cost burden states to lower cost ones. But of course, now the impact of that is you add so much demand to an area. Now we're seeing those costs rise in the Carolinas, for example, and in Florida. So it's interesting to see what's happening in terms of, you know, the shift. Zillow just came out with a report that, you know, certainly had the highest, hottest housing markets in the Carolinas, Florida, Texas, but also Buffalo, New York, which is interesting <laughs> because everybody said, what's going on there? Well, they're incentivizing people to come and to work in that market. And they're trying to do, um, you know, new hubs in, term, in terms of technology and other sectors. So, it's the it's the states and the areas that are really aggressive in terms of you know their economic development strategies and incentives to lure companies to other states and of course where the jobs go the people go. United Van Line also puts together an annual. They just came out with their annual um, mover study on January second, and again, folks are moving eastbound and, and southbound from, you know, from the, the two coasts into the center of the country and then down to the south. So it's an interesting report you should take a peek at. 
I would love to. And one of the things that really is of interest to me is how the infrastructure keeps up with these population changes, because if people are really moving to the southeast uh, or to other states where there's a great population growth, there needs to be transportation means for those uh, people, whether it be roads or public transportation. The schools need to accommodate ch school children because the people who are moving for jobs may be people with young families. There need to be municipal, local, regional services provided that haven't been ready for a larger population base and can't just snap their fingers and have all that happen. So it will be really interesting to see how these changes in, um, in population because of the job markets may cause other things to change as well. Sure. So, all right. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much. We're grateful for your knowledge and contributions to this year's top 10 issues affecting the real estate report. It's no secret that jobs drive demand for real estate and populations often shift to where the jobs are located. Join us next time for another discussion on one of the top 10 issues affecting real estate. I'm Anthony Delapel on behalf of the Councils of Real Estate. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the top 10 in 10. Thanks. Thank you.